This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to another preview episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. The games come thick and fast this week as Argyle look to bounce back with a midweek trip to face Bristol City in front of a sellout away crowd at Ashton Gate. Joining us this week is Ben of the YouTube channel Robins on Tour. How are you, Ben? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad. Really looking forward to Tuesday. Obviously, first time playing you guys in, in a good couple of years. So it should be a good one. Yeah, it's been a while since that 1-0 that win. Uh, we managed to sneak over you in the League Cup back in, God, 2018, I want to say. So it's been, it's been a little while, been a little while. Obviously, you're, yourselves, you're fresh from a nil-nil draw against West Brom on Saturday, which leaves you 10th in the table. Just run us through how your season's gone so far. And, and before you mention it, obviously, I'm just going to get in that little dig that you get to win at home, right? Yeah, yeah, we haven't won at home yet. So we've had, we started the season off at home against Preston. We were 1-0 up until about, I think it was like the 18th minute or something and Preston scored. But I mean, you know, seeing how they've kicked on from there, being the only team to take a point from Preston this season, I'll take that. And then Birmingham at home was the second. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how Preston have got on. Not re- not really kept an eye on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you just, yeah. But yeah, then we had Birmingham at home, which we were awful, lost 2-0. And then on Saturday, 0-0 against West Brom, but it was probably our best performance of the season so far. And I mean, with a, with a proper striker, I reckon we could have scored at least two or three on Saturday. Yeah, you, you say about a, a proper striker, obviously last time we spoke, we, you highlighted Tommy Conway and Alex Scott as the ones to watch. Obviously, Tommy Conway's out with a, with a long-term injury and Alex Scott has since departed for Bournemouth. Who's who's the, the main man now? It's a really tough one because we don't have that sort of, you know, star man now after, you know, Alex Scott gone and Tommy Conway's injured. Um, Mark Syke looked very good on Saturday, though. He, he was on creating stuff. Sam Bell is starting to, to you know, get into his own after a, a few poor performances at the start of the season. But, I mean, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Jason Knight in an attacking sense. He's looked very good mm-hmm. since he signed. You know, he, he's not only got the assists, but the goals as well. So, hopefully... He'll be able to, you know, keep that up on Tuesday. But then also defensive-wise, Zach Vine has been absolute quality this season. He probably made, you know, a, a tackle on Saturday that probably made, uh, got us the point, to be fair. One-on-one with a keeper and he just 
you know, people on Twitter saying it should have been a penalty. Some people saying it was you know, one of the best tackles they've ever seen. But yeah, he's, he's been very good this season. And I mean, overall, the team sort of, you know, is starting to gel. And we haven't seen that for for, 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 for quite a few years whilst I've been following City. So it is good to see. And it's just a shame that, you know, Tommy Conway is injured at the moment. Because I mean, if we did have him on Saturday, I think, you know, we would have got that first home win and we probably would be, you know, chasing in that top six. Yeah, you, you've done what the, the lads on our podcast do and you've basically stolen my next question, which is obviously a choose between us. Uh, reunited with former Argyle Lodi, Zach Viner, uh, basically just what sort of impact has he had in, in his time with you? He's an outstanding player, isn't he? It, it started off slow when he came back. Um, it, it wasn't He wasn't great for you know the first season or so. He was struggling, he was making mistakes, but then, you know, the last... Two seasons, I'd probably say he's come into his own. He's been probably one of our best players, first name on the team sheet. Especially this season, he's probably been our best player so far this season. Like over over all the games, you know, like I said, Jason Knight, he popped up some very good games. Same with Mark Sykes, obviously at Swansea, he was quality. But Zach Vine has been sort of that rock at the back, you know, during every game this season. It's probably been one of the players which meant, you know, we managed to get a point at like Hull and, you know, a point on Saturday and, you know, wins at Swansea, etc. But yeah, he's quality. Yeah, he, he is. He's one of those players that he, he got a contract. Did he get a contract extension in the summer? Like he, there was talk of him potentially. There was talk. I'm not sure if he actually did or not because there's still, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure to be fair because there was, there was a lot of talk whether, you know, he'd be leaving because I'm pretty sure there was a few clubs that were, coming in from at the end of the window and there was a you know I think he's I think this might be his last year on the contract I'm not entirely sure to be fair but I mean if you know if I was the board if I'm Nigel Pearson I'd be doing anything and everything to you know get him to sign on for another few years yeah you mentioned Nigel Pearson there you still still happy with him yes but I don't think he will stay past this season if I'm being honest end of his contract and I mean, he's done a phenomenal job off the pitch to get everything sorted and even on the pitch as well. This is like, I mean, on Saturday, that's probably the best I've seen City play in a good few years. So, I mean, he, he's done a phenomenal job when you, you look at it. But I mean, I think it's probably, he, he won't be able to take us anymore. I mean, it's a bit, it is a bit harsh, obviously, you know, if he did have the strikers, if he did have the money to you know, get some of the players he did want in. And if he had, you know, his ideal team, then I could probably see us, you know, pushing up the table, going off the performances we've had this season. But I mean, for him personally as well, it's the end of a three-year contract. I mean, I'm not really sure how long we would offer him if we did offer him a new contract anyway. So if I'm being honest, I don't see him really staying on for another year, unless obviously, you know, he does a miracle and, you know, we're pushing top six come the end of the season. And we you know, managed to sign some players in January, which... I doubt, but yeah, if I'm if I'm being completely honest, I don't see him staying on next season. But he's done a phenomenal job, and you know, since you know, I think it was last year around Christmas time. You know, we were, we were in an awful patch of form. And he managed to fix it up, and then you know, now, like I said, it's probably the best we've been playing in years. So yeah, he has done a phenomenal job. Playing really well and not getting the results you yeah want or is a is a is a thing we can all relate to. So onto the game itself. Then how how do you see this one going? It's a tough one again because this week's probably been the toughest week we've had so far this season. Obviously, West Brom on Saturday. I wasn't very confident going into it at all. First half, probably the best half of football we've played in years. Disappointing not to have scored. You know, we probably... Sh- when you, when I'm looking back here, we probably should have been 2-0 up going into halftime, really. 
the amount of possession we had and time we spent just in the half, we probably should have got more shots on target and more at least scored. So it's disappointing to only come off with a point, to be fair. But then second half, they probably should have scored one or two as well. So a draw is probably a fair result. Going into Tuesday, it's a difficult one because obviously I know you guys are very, very good at home at the moment, less so away. But obviously it's such a big game for you. You guys are definitely going to be up for it. And we probably need to win because I don't really fancy going into Leicester away without, you know, with, without a win in, you know, I think it would be four games then. Mm. Oh no, we won at Swansea. So, yeah. Well, no win in that week, if that makes sense. But also, no win at home as well until I think the next one will be Stoke at home. So, that's what, nearly a month or two into the season that I win at home and the last time we did that was two seasons ago and that was awful. So, I, I really want to get that win at home just to, you know, push that worry you know under the bed but I'm, I'm not really sure because it, it's such a weird one because as I said you guys can be so up for it it's, it's going to be sort of what team shows up because I think if it's a team that showed up and it's the performance that we played on Saturday I think you know we shouldn't be too worried about getting a result on Tuesday yeah so obviously like you said you, you're playing really well but haven't won at home we're playing really well and we picked up one point in, out of nine away so score prediction then nil nil <laughs> I don't want another nil-nil because that, <laughs> that that would be painful, I'll be honest. Um, I, I really don't know, to be fair. It could go either way. I think I've got to back us after the recent performances there. I think I reckon you'll score, score though. I'll, I think I might go 2-1, two, 2-1 one, two, one to see. 2-1 to see. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, before you go, Ben, remind people where they can find your content. Yes, yeah, so it's just on YouTube. Robin's on tour. Um, just search that was mainly Bristol City stuff. I do the odd neutral game now and then. I expect there'll be a video on Tuesday. Hopefully get, you know, yourself on and a few other Plymouth fans as well. Chat about how you guys have got on and then obviously the atmosphere on Saturday is going to be electric, hopefully. So it should be a good one. But yeah, just rubbers and tour on YouTube. Yeah, no, she said that you you you're gonna be around the ground, aren't you? You're looking for yeah. fans to jump on. So where if people want to jump on, where can they find you? Well, I'll be around ground around the away end from about probably half, five, six-ish. Also, if you just drop me a, a message on Instagram or Twitter, just Ben Mead BCFC, then we can sort something out. Yeah, nice. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Anytime. Thank you very much for having me. And hopefully, you know, it's a good game of football on Tuesday and good luck for the rest of the season after Tuesday. Exactly. Exactly the same. After Tuesday, all the best. Thank you very much. Cheers. Just quickly, in terms of um, going back and clipping stuff around, we never officially had a break, did we? Even so you might say we're having a break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now we're back from our break. Moving on to our view ahead of Bristol City on Tuesday night then. Nigel Pearson's Robins are yet to win at home all season. Our last trip to Ashton Gate saw us pick up a 1-0 win. Graham Carey assisting for 
Lord Jan Songo. Um, Dan, do you fancy our chances to leave with three points on Tuesday? Well, on the basis that they haven't won at home yet, I guess so. But as as Joe said, and it's it's very dis- difficult to dispute. I am very keen for us to not lose our identity of being a front foot aggressive passing team. But we can't keep conceding in the first ten minutes. That's a, that's just a given. We can't we cannot keep doing that. So I I think if we if we get through the first kind of quarter of the game, as Joe says, without conceding, I think we've got a very good chance of getting something there. But even then, and how many times have we seen it with, as John said, Shuey's substitutions and tactical decisions that he makes during a game, even if we do go behind, I certainly don't think it's game over. So, yeah, let's let's go there and, and, and see what happens. Um, it will be a difficult game again. You know, there's there's such a cliche, but there are no easy games at this level and it will be a test of our metal, I think, a little bit. I think this is our first run of kind of three league games in a week as you get quite a bit of in the championship with the international breaks. So that will be a test and that will be interesting to see how he manages it in terms of managing Hardy's minutes and managing uh, perhaps players like Edwards and Houghton that, that are that we are, well, I know Edwards didn't feature yesterday, but generally are quite reliant on. So that will be, that will be important to see how we do that. But I'm again, looking forward to the challenge. It will be, uh, I'm sure it'll be another good game. And a, a thing worth mentioning again is I think all six games so far have been really, really bloody good to watch for a neutral. And I expect that to carry on all season. You know, is it as we are such a kind of front foot team and we can play some really nice passing football through the thirds, beating a press, um, and, and individual brilliance from players as well. I'm, I'm just looking forward to um, to watching another good game of football, really. Go on then, Sam. Give us your two pence worth. How do you see this one going? I don't want to say it, but obviously Bristol City over the years always seem to me to be a team that have a better away record than a home record, anecdotally. Now, maybe the stats don't back that up, but I think, was it not last season they took they went ridiculously long about a home win as well? I feel that was the case. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, well, so... So they went a very long time about a home win last season. This season, they, they've not yet got a home win. They seem to be a side who are comparatively at least a little better away. Incidentally, one of my stats that Aaron um, famously stole for the Argo Live Twitter account, well, I was more than happy to do Bit of a weird stat, and I don't know if, how many of the listeners know this. We have not won away on a 3pm Saturday game since MK Don's away last season which just feels absolutely mad, given that's coming on a year ago, how good we've been. We've just had a 101-point season. You would have thought we've had loads of wins to meet that description. Admittedly, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a convoluted stat because we had a good Friday game. We had a bank on a Monday game on Boxing Day. We've had a, several Tuesday games. And, of course, the actually game kicked off early. So, is it a bit of a convoluted stat? Yes, it is. But, for me, the, uh, the away games are, are about, you know, get, getting up getting up early on that Saturday after a tough week and then going on the road and then having that reward at the end of it. So, it's, it's a shame not to have happened in such a long time. What I'm coming to at that point, having rambled off on that long tangent, is this is a Tuesday game and our record on Tuesday games recently have been very good. So, I'm going to say it's a bit of a funny one, and the one that I'm almost going into with a bit of expectation, which, as as, as Joe kind of alluded to, maybe I shouldn't be, maybe maybe I'm being a bit gung ho, and, and and maybe the players shouldn't be gung ho. I talked myself into a load of rambling here, but what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm kind of going into it despite the sort of general air of frustration. 
I'm going into things. It's a bit of a funny one, and I'm quite confident we, we can get a result, certainly a draw or even a win. Um, I would go 4 2 3 1 for all the reasons I've said already, because, like I say, if it's 4 3 3, not only are we having to play Hardy near enough every week, we're also having to play Mumbra and Whitaker near enough every week. And as good as these players all are, they're doing rotation, they're doing, you know, rest time as well, particularly when it's three games in a week. We don't want to be absolutely on our backside at the end of every game like we were on Saturday. Um, so I would look at going to 4 2 3 1. I'd look at maybe resting one of Mumbra or Whitaker. I wouldn't want to rest both of them at once because they're such very good players. I'd maybe give Mumbra a rest um, and, and maybe play Whitaker. Azaz and Callum Wright across the three with Alton and Randall in the two, possibly. Um, that that's kind of where I'd where I'd look at going with it. Um and, and yeah, hopefully we can can get can get on the backs of it. And look, it for a team that doesn't win at home too much or hasn't won at home too much lately, one surefire way to frustrate them would be if we could get an early goal. So yeah, get the balance right. Obviously, you know, don't don't make any stupid cheap mistakes, don't give any goals away. But also, let's frustrate them, let's get on their backs, and then hopefully we can be walking away very happy with the 3pm stat. Obviously, still would remain intact for at least another few weeks, but if we could rack up another Tuesday win, then that would be that'd be great. Yeah, not forgetting who we play on Saturday as well, in the fact that Ballymumba might want to get one over on Norwich. You know, well, no. yes, yeah, exactly. If ever there was, if ever there was a game to, to rest him, and I never thought you know, seven or eight years ago that Plymouth Argyle would have a one million pound player on their bench. I think if ever there was a game to rest him, um this this might be the one to do so. Yeah, John, um Sam's got his uh four two three one in there again. What changes are you making to this side for Tuesday night? Yeah, definitely would play a four two three one. Um I would be tempted to rest as as um purely just because he looked absolutely out on his feet by the end of Saturday and compared to some of the others hasn't had a preseason with us. Um, and also, I really, really like the idea of being able to bring that influence off the bench when maybe we're flagging a bit with half an hour to go. Uh, I wouldn't rest Mumbra Whitaker just yet. Um, I mentioned earlier, I think they're probably the first names on my team sheet every week. So I'm going to stick with that for now. Um, both very fit young athletes. We're only in September. Um I think I would uh, bring in Randall for Azaz in that case and obviously go switch switch to Randall and Houghton in the two and then have Condal in the three with um, Whitaker and Mumbry either side. And I, and I would bring in uh, Edwards for Miller. And I'm not entirely sure who Bristol City is starting up front at the moment. I know Tommy Conway, who's the big threat for them, is injured. Um, and I think Naki Wells, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, but I think Wells sometimes starts off the bench, right? So I guess it's a bit of a difficult one to predict. Um, and that would maybe but 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 yeah, I guess like the sort of profile of striker that Shui thinks they're gonna play would maybe dictate whether I would be tempted to bring Scar back in for Plugwith Whalo. But um those would be the two to three changes that I would that I would make. Yeah, just a nice little um rotation, but nothing too drastic. Sam also made that point as well. Um I can't remember who asked it and I didn't screenshot it and I swear somebody asked and I don't know if it was in one of the group chats or on Twitter or Facebook or something. Somebody asked about keeping a back four, just a constant back four for three or four games just so they can bed in and, you know, we haven't played a back four in a while. There's a few new players in there um, who are adapting to life at Argyle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, go on, Joe, finish us off with a bit of Bristol chat. Do you, do you think that we should be looking to solidify options at the moment? Just keep keep some things constant? Yes, I agree with continuity, but I'm not sure we're going to be able to just because of um, 
as I referenced earlier, and as John's referenced a couple of times, just how out on their legs some of the players were. You know, um, poor Finn could barely move. Bali could barely move at full time. Um, you know, they gave they gave everything for it yesterday. It just wasn't to be. Um, so there will be a degree of rotation tomorrow night. Um, so yes, as much as I think we'd all love to see continuity, I think we all really, really know that's that's not going to happen, and and for good reason because Shuey rotates the squad very well. It's a tried and trusted thing. Um, so yeah, I expect a handful of changes. Um, I'm not going to try and predict them because, as I keep mentioning every week, I get my nose, my fingers burnt when I um play Shuey roulette. So um, I expect changes. I expect it to be tough. I expect it to be hostile. Um, I know what everyone's saying about their home record, but even so, um, by all accounts, it's it's knocking on a full house. Um, you know, there's there never really was a rivalry between us and City. Um, it was more to the fact that we we needed something to cling on to for a number of years because them up the road were so bad we couldn't have a rivalry with them because they were about seven divisions below us but um that's that was more on us so but it will still be hostile you know it will still be a big crowd you know we've got obviously got a fantastic following going up there on Tuesday night um it's set up to be a good game um I just hope that we can get something out of it just to you know you don't I know we before the Blackburn game, it was three defeats in a row. Was it? Am I right? Three defeats in a row. Um, you know, you don't want to go on these little runs. And not only that, we do want to be addressing this one point from nine. Um, and four points from 12 will sound a lot better than one point from 12. So, Do you, do you just quickly on that one point from nine thing, think that the way the away fixtures have fallen is important to take into account here? No, firstly, we were very close to that being three points out of nine, which I think based on Joe's don't lose away from home, the golden rule, everyone here would have absolutely bitten arms off for. And obviously three points is not much higher than, than one. Um, and also we've played two of the form teams in this first part of the season. They're the two teams that have beaten us and, and those two only narrowly. I think now is going to be a big test. So we're coming up against two teams that I think are the definition of much of a muchness in Bristol City and Hull. Um, Bristol City a team we've got to be careful because I've got a very good friend who's a big Bristol City fan but but I've seen a lot of them uh, because of that uh, in recent years and they are sometimes kind of out of nowhere pretty good but quite often flatter to deceive um, I, I absolutely think they're a team we can go and get something against and, and likewise Hull Hull have had a pretty impressive window I think they probably look in a little bit better nick than Bristol City at the moment but but it's again it's not it's not the early season table toppers. It's not a Birmingham side who I think look in really, really good shape. Um, and given how competitive we've been in those games, I do think we can we can go and get points from these. So one in nine sounds really bad, but I think actually is is potentially a little bit of a misleading or partial statistic when you phrase it that way and don't you know take into account who we've played so far and how good we've looked against them. I think I think those away points will come. And I guess I guess that's kind of an answer also to Joe's earlier question: Is it too early to sort of start? changing our approach away from home. I, I sort of personally think we should change our approach a little bit overall for the reasons we've amply discussed tonight. But I think Shui made comments after after the game yesterday, sort of to the effect of, you know, the fans can see what we're trying to do away from home and it will come. And I think after three games, including again, two against teams who are right up there in the early season stakes, it, it's not 
you know, and certainly me saying I would change the formation to just have that bit more solidity in the two is not me saying we should completely abandon our way of playing and, and become massive shit houses. Number one, I think that probably wouldn't work if we tried it. It's maybe just kind of not being quite as gung-ho, just dialing it down a touch and staying in games, as Joe mentioned, in those first 10 minutes. But but I still think we should look to go and impose ourselves. And yeah, and I think, I think uh, you know, this is, this is about fine-tuning for me. It's not about having a huge philosophical reckoning Obviously, if our away form is absolutely garbage in November or December, then maybe that will have to that will have to follow. But it's telling that Shuey didn't throw out the away approach until the back end of last season, the very back end of last season, and also telling that when he did, we went on to win every single subsequent away game. Uh, so, you know, like the, the the flexibility to change is there, but I think he his view is we don't need to yet because we're actually knocking on the door of, of getting something out of these games, and that would be my shared assessment, having having watched the last couple of them as well. Nice. Should we just do a quick round of uh, score predictions, Dan? Oh, you've caught me off guard. You've caught me off very off guard. Sorry. Um, Hang on, before before we before we do that, Joe, you looked at me very um funny there. Is there something we've missed? When have we ever done score predictions? We did them on the pre uh, the Preston preview and the Birmingham preview as well. Birmingham one. Excellent. I'm never doing a preview podcast. Well, this is a preview podcast and we've cut it so, but you don't know that. Uh, Dan Ellard, score prediction, please. I will go for one apiece. Sam Down, score prediction, please. 2-1 win. Joe Bell, score prediction, please. 1-0 away win. And John Alsop, last but not least. Without wishing to copy Dan's homework, I'm also going to say 1-1. I think this has a slightly frustrating and yet overall positive draw written all over it based on what I've seen of Bristol City in, in recent years. And can I just say, I went to school with John and he never, ever would have copied my homework. I would have copied his. <laughs> um, nice. Um, I'll go, whatever, I don't know. They, they haven't won at home all season. We've got one point from nine away. 1-0, 89th minute. Jan Songo. Mustafa Bundu, why not? I think it might be too soon for him, but still. I'm a little bit nervous that none of us have predicted a loss now. And I thought we've got we cursed it a little bit, hopefully not. I think you have to be slightly partisan on your own fan pod. And if any fan is talking down their own side, then yeah. Aaron, have you just listened to the last hour and a half? No, no, I haven't, Dan, because this is cut, remember? This is a new preview pod. This is only 15 minutes. Sorry, Aaron. Have you listened to the last 15 minutes? <laughs> uh, we go again on Tuesday. I'm saying 89th minute winner. And then we can use the pod title, Robin a win. Um, I think we'll call that a night. It's been a long one. Cheers, guys. No, it hasn't been a long one. Or is this the is this the ending to the to the main pod? This is the ending to both pods. Oh, right. Okay. Nice. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye, mate. That's the end of another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Before you go, please make sure you drop us a review on whichever podcast platform you are using and make sure you follow us on Twitter at Argyle Life 1886. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.